for the cloud. Gotcha. You got it. Be on. You on. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, the OVG, Arthur Pamela J, the women of the wall. It is Sunday. We are in a new year. So everybody, happy new year. We did not see you on the January show because it was a new year and things was going on, but we're back. My boy, Wilfredo, the brother to the show. We also have a special um, guest, Miss Ladybug Smith. She will be up and talking about some of the things we're talking about. Our girl, KB2, right? She's in Dubai with her family. She's doing her thing. So KP, we miss you, but she'll be back next month. And next month, I'm so happy to say that Sador Radio has the radio station back up. Despite all of the stuff with the COVID and everything, we will be in PA live from the radio station back where we belong. So I'm really excited. We're going to be making that trip once a month down to PA to do the Women of the Wall show. Well, Fredo, how you doing? Everything is good? Yes, everything's good. Um, it's good to be back after the little hiatus. Um, so it, it seems like so much has happened since then. And, um, you know, we were all talking about it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, I think the worst might have got here, but we're going to get into that a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm just uh, happy to be out. Uh, I, made, I made about six months out already on the 19th of this month. So um, that that's that's that sounds real. That's real good to me. That was a real accomplishment. I got my yeah. driver's license. Um, yeah. I transitioned from jobs. Now I'm working full time now uh, for a uh, non for profit that I really enjoy as a group facilitator, a workshop facilitator. So that's something that was good. And just trying to stay abreast to a lot of things that um that really impact the black and brown communities. And and yes. what's uh troubling to me now is. The way um, I left Sing Sing Correctional Facility with a real, real good taste in my mouth. The Sing Sing kind of transformed me for the rest of my life. It kind of made me built to have a lot of the opportunities I have to now read or hear about some of the atrocities that are going on, the way they're treating your family coming in, or that's the way the family is being, um, the family is being fractured um, as a result of a lot of the weaponization of COVID um, to appease the way uh, Docs wants to run, the way they, they're going to uh, emasculate the men as well as just damage the family structure of the black and brown people is something that um, it's very troubling to me and um, something that I'm, I'm real passionate and I've been talking about for a while because, you know, things on TikTok and everywhere else go viral with people acting like fools with sport and play. But what happens when something really is uh, uh, troubling within the black and brown communities there just doesn't seem to be a lot of galvanization behind it in order to get behind this push and try to say that this is just wrong. So um, I've been on LinkedIn and been on other sites pushing, you know, what was told by uh, assistance to the show um, that happened to Sing Sing Visit and just be able to just, you know, highlight that this is something that needs to end and Docs has really gone above and beyond right here with the, the power of this union, uh, the correctional union to just appease them um, and it's something that's very troubling to me that you and, and a lot of other women that, that have been ride or die for a long time have to keep uh, having an additional layer of strain and a different layer of trauma going on with a lot of things. And it's just it's just troubling to me. And I'm glad that we're able to be here and have this platform to talk about. It. And I appreciate you. And with you just with that being said, I'm going to um, just share with 
um, one of our, our sisters to the station, she was on a visit yesterday at Sing Sing. And um, the, when you go into Sing Sing, this is what I need to pe for people to understand. You, we have to be tested. We are tested right there rapidly and you are negative. You cannot enter the jail unless you have a negative test and they do it right there. So first of all, the process to get in is now like an hour and a half to get in because you are standing outside in the cold in a plastic tent. You fill out the paperwork, then you do the test and you stand outside so the next four people can go in the tent and wait for them to tell you, okay, you're negative and then you can go inside to, to visit your loved ones, which is another process because you got to put the paperwork in and you got to get searched and all this other stuff. So once you do all that, we still have on our mask. My thing is this, you guys know, for a shadow of a doubt, we don't have COVID. We just tested negative. So not only that, we cannot embrace, we cannot hug, we can't kiss them, we can't touch their hand, we cannot greet them or anything. You're still wearing your mask. You're still like eight feet apart. And I'm and I am like, first of all, then why are you testing me and you know I'm negative? You can at least bring that hug box, hug box back. Well, yesterday, a gentleman hadn't seen his mother in years or whatever, and he wanted to hug her. And they were like, no, if you hug her, it's 10-day quarantine. I mean, yelling, screaming, embarrassing the family. Then this man was crying. A grown man in Cincinnati, he was crying because he was devastated. He was hurt and he wanted to hug his mother and she was right in arm's length. And you mean to tell me she and the mother, you know, she is negative. Let me say this again. You know, she's negative because to enter the jail, you have to do a negative COVID test, which they perform outside before we come inside. That was horrible yesterday. Everybody had empathy for him. You, you just couldn't it was just unbelievable. And the, the CEOs and the, the sergeants, they came in there like if they was passing drugs or something. Like, really? I mean, it was it was it was a travesty. And I'm quite sure they don't act like this in other jails. If this was some Caucasian person or an Italian person, they wouldn't have did that. And I am appalled by what they did. I'm that not a proponent like, for no violence, way. not to cut you off, Pammy, but I'm not a proponent for violence, but I wish it would have went to the extreme because then what happened is, is then when there were other outlets that were able to see that the main crux of this particular catalyst was that you wouldn't allow him to hug his mother after this particular time, it would have been something that I would have wanted to see. So I definitely feel like that was something real big that it just can't be missed or can't be... Uh, can be shaken or, or stirred when it comes to that particular instance. And that's something that uh, we have to really think about now is that um, it's, it's, it's very disheartening to hear a lot of what you're going through and a lot of the women are going through, or even the family members that are going to see their family. And it's just something that is really, really, really needs to be addressed. And, um, I plan to do an article for Wolf Magazine about this with Eric Adams because Eric Adams just came on the, the radio. Uh, well, I say radio. Look how, look how old I am. He just came uh, on social media and a lot of different outlets. And Eric Adams said he wants everybody in New York to stop remote working and to go in person. And I'm saying to myself, you want everybody to go in person 
but you can't have correctional officers that go by the union or go by the union and say, well, here, check this out. You already did it for healthcare workers. If you do not vaccinate, you are gone. You will be fired. The, 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 the FDNY right now, I just saw an article that was in the New York Times that he just made it mandated for them by March 1st. If March 1st, and these are first responders, if at March 1st they're not fully vaccinated, they will lose their jobs. So am I supposed to wait for like this Reaganomics thing of the 80s for it to trickle down to finally deal with correctional officers? You have 70% of the men inside Sing Sing that are fully vaccinated. Yes. When I and left, they were at 70%. percent Yes, and boosted because the reason why is because a lot of the men have perpetuated a culture that they want to be involved in programming in higher education. This way, they never wanted to be that if you wanted the voluntary program or if you wanted to be in the school building or if you wanted to be for Hudson Link or if you wanted to work for the certificate ministry program that you had to be fully vaccinated. So they went ahead and did the work on their own and they got vaccinated. A lot of them for the trailers for the FRP program, they got vaccinated. So my thing is now you're going to turn around now and penalize the men even more when Let's be honest, Pammy, and, 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 and we may have one or two people that come down, but the majority of the people that go down on the weekends are the ones that go on the weekends. Yes. You know, these are the men that are vaccinated. These are the men that get trailers. These are the men that are probably upstanding, as, as upstanding as you could be within the Department of Corrections and the Sing Sing. So why wouldn't you give them the opportunity to hug or embrace, or I'd even split the baby, just take the eight feet away and have everybody be able to come closer. Uh, hello, uh, I don't know your name. Sunshine, I, so I, I don't sunshine, want to say sunshine. that name because I don't, um, I don't know if you're married. I don't want to be offended. It's okay. It's <laughs> so, okay. It's okay. Sunshine's good. Um, you, you guys, this is a great, 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 great topic. I love everything that you guys are saying. Um, I just want to add just one thing because I don't want to lose that point. I think it's a form of discrimination because when you say that they're not getting vaccinated, it, 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 you're right, it's going to trickle down. Eventually, they are going to have to be, but how many people are going to die in the process of it? Well, I'm going to say this, right, because Pammy schooled me early in the summertime with her particular job that she took on. The NYPD had to make sure they gave a negative COVID test before they came on their shift. When I left in July, that's what the Department of Corrections was mandating. Well, I'm not going to say mandate. I don't. I want to remove from mandate. What I'm going to say is the majority of them, they, they strongly urged them that before they came on their shift, they give a negative COVID test. So I'm definitely not going to say mandate, but I can say mandate now. But I'm talking about in July when I was still inside. So what I'm oh, going right. to say is that when I was inside, I left July, I left July 19, 2021. And I was fully vaccinated on April 29th, 2021. I was one of the first to take Johnson & Johnson inside prison. And believe me, my family members were livid that I was taking. Whole other story. But yeah, yeah. My, my thing is, is that um, they were encouraged to take the shot or take the vaccine or, or not. If they didn't take the vaccine, they had to give a negative test when they came onto their ships. Now, my thing is, I'm not saying well, it's mandated now, allegedly. So I always like to give air quotes because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly. Whether they get it or not. And let's be honest, 
NYPD wife that was a registered nurse. They had a scandal about three or four weeks ago where they were giving out fake vaccination cards. Yeah, she's looking at 10 years. So how many NYPD officers right now already drank that water from the well and they yeah. already have theirs already in the file and the administration is turning a blind eye to them already and they said they were fully vaccinated. Total another horse of a different color for another show. But my thing about it is, is that the crux of it is, is like on this screen here, the correctional officers are the only ones that could bring the vaccine in because volunteer workers have exactly. to be fully vaccinated. Yeah. Columbia University mandates now that every professor that's going into the Department of Corrections has to be vaccinated. Yeah. So my thing is right now, to be honest with you, if, if and this is what Pammy said it, all the way in December, <laughs> if we saw about January, the only people that I'm, I'm gonna use her verbatim. The only people that can bring it in is the correctional officer. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, one. so if we, if, if, I mean, sometimes it's not rocket science. You're just counting people inside cells. So my thing is, is you're gonna turn around now in the administration of Sing Sing, which I consider, no disrespect, a very progressive, oriented, habilitative culture, which has changed now because uh, uh, that Winship is now retired. Captain Barnes is now retired. Jet Mallon is now all the way in Fishkill. So you have a lot of these, these, these proponents or these champions of this particular culture are gone. But one thing that remains a constant, the superintendent of the facility. So my thing is, I just don't understand how he's allowing this particular atrocities. I mean, when I read that a man cried because yes. he's looking hug his mother. His mother. Do you know, I'm That's just going to say sad. to myself, I'm glad I wasn't in his shoes because we was going all the way on a visible floor. I would have used every... But what's the, what's the... I'm sorry, what's the population that since you was there? Is it 90% Blacks and Latinos? Oh, it's yeah. Since the correction, yeah, I mean, since the correction, we in the building. Like, like... We, okay. we in the building. You will see a sprinkle of Caucasian, a sprinkle okay. of Oriental, I mean, yes, Asian, of Asian. Asian. Yeah, but you will see us. It's the majority like, Black and Hispanic people. I will be... I will be all the way live. You see the brothers. That's <laughs> it. You see the bro. Anytime okay. you'll turn anything on having to do with Sing Sing, whether it's a TED talk, whether it has anything new, progressive culture, maybe in yeah. other prisons you might see Caucasian people. What you see is the black and brown on that. Screen. Okay, I mean, I do believe that at some point they are going to mandate it because they did it with everybody yes. else. I it's believe just the matter of like you said, you I got something. You know what? I really don't. Believe, I, I, you got. I gotta see it to believe it because I'm. Of course you do. You know you because do. right now. Two of the seals, okay. I know almost all of the seals there, but the ones that are outside. Yeah, but you need to say why, because you broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the amount of visits you can have in one year. Just make sure to tell it real clear. We all know. Just tell it real clear. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? Oh, she broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the most visits in one year. I'm waiting for them to cut me that part of that check. I ain't getting my check yet, but go ahead. So wait, wait, you wasn't wait a minute. I'm lost. So so Pammy, you're not supposed to there's a certain amount of visits you get? No, I did it every day for two years, for a whole year. I visited him every day. And that's okay to do, right? That's not, that's yeah, what but he's saying nobody has never done that. I broke the record. Yeah, she's got the Guinness Book. Oh, yeah, she's, that, okay. she's definitely loyal. Um, but what that <laughs> no, means, but what I was, I'm glad she is loyal because everybody ain't gonna be loyal like that. So that's no, that's, but that's I'm just saying, like, I, I speak to them like we have a uh, rapport. Yeah. So when we first, the, the vaccines first started. 
he was like, oh, I ain't getting no vaccine. I'm not going to grow in the dark, like all of that. So I said, when they mandated, y'all going to have to do it. He said, we got to strong mind too. Correction officers, let's be honest, they're not making a lot of money unless they do all the time. Uh, I beg no, to differ. I beg, I beg to, to differ. differ. They make a lot of money. They're not making no Who's not yes, making those six do. figures? I know four offices that aren't even white shirts that make six figures. Let's back up then, because that's why he's understand for me to make my rationale with this. Are you saying to me that there's people making six figures there? Yes, yes they make $150,000 okay. okay, a year. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let me, let me throw some more. Okay, so they're making that amount of money. Is it from overtime? No. And some no. of it's from overtime, and some of it's not. Yeah. Some of it is like have about 22 years on a job, 24 into. years on a job. Yeah. yeah and once they get four years on a job, they get bumped up, but they Absolutely. make money. I'm not, okay, I'm so not pulling no function. The parking lot, they driving BMWs, Mercedes, yeah. Audis. They, they making money. If I had a to do this all over again, I would have wanted the corrections. If I had to do the over again okay, at 18, so I would have wanted the corrections. If that's the case, then, then you know what? Then this got to be patient. Because I, my rational was thinking that they didn't make that much money. So they probably figured, well, listen, we get in these people, you know, to sit there and watch these, you know, people who are in, in, in prison. And we don't, we, we're not going to find a way else that's going to work for that amount of money. But now y'all don't flipped it and said they are making a lot of money. They so then, are. you know what? Scratch what I just said then. <laughs> I don't, honestly, I'm going to tell you that. All I can tell you is that um, it's sad, but what you going to do? But you know what? But no, they need. To, oh God, I'm passionate about it because I'm I'm tired. Like yeah, I'm, you in it? You in it? I'm, I'm tired. tired. I'm to myself. Like, they, yeah, but I, I believe was, you. I was see. hurt. I was yeah. hurt for that man that was, yeah, like, he was. was crying so he can't help his mother. Like we are human beings, and the thing about it too, these can write. You know, they don't see them as human beings, though, Pam. You know that. You know they don't see them as human beings. Right. They, don't people do not see them as human beings? Yeah, I understand that, but they Which are is human wrong. And at any given time, one of us can be behind it. They keep showing out. They are innocent people that have been in jail for 40s or 50 years. They could be in that same thing. Absolutely. They could be right Absolutely. in the behind the jail, and then you want to see a different side. Like, I am so sick of them treating all, but they treat us like inmates. I mean, yeah. it'd be horrible. They'd be like, oh, and at first, okay, they first said, you needed a vaccination card to get in the... So we were showing our vaccination cards. That only lasted a week because the next thing you know, oh no, we testing y'all ourselves. What? I was like, first of all, you're not putting up nothing in my nose. It's not a nurse. It's the CEOs. I said, yeah. oh, no, uh-uh. I'm going to do my own shit because I, I know what I'm doing. You, ain't, you thing, ain't sticking me in my brain. See, they the thing is, Pammy, doing it. See, the thing is, Pammy, is that is that one thing about the department because it's it's a it's an institution that's been getting away with 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 corruption for years. So whether it's not corruption, whether you steal the money or embezzling funds, the corruption part of it is the injustice that you have into the black and exactly. brown community. Yes. So yes. what happens is a lot of times is and I find this disheartening. I mean, no one can ever tell me that they don't see me as human. I probably walked out within the next six months working, may, may probably making more money than 15% of the people working in corrections. Oh, so my thing about it is, is that, my thing about it is this, is that I've cultivated my voice and, I, and I've learned that from now on when I'm out here and more people that come out that are like me have to keep doing, you can't forget where you came from. You can't forget the atrocities and what's still going on in the black and brown communities. Just because uh, you got high on a hog 
No disrespect to nobody for how they climbed up the ladder of success. But my yeah. thing about it is, is that what I've done with my platform and my walk and my talk are the same. If I was inside of a cage, getting count every day at six in the morning. I don't change. I talk about higher education, how it saved my life. I still talk about what's going on inside. So the brothers that can't of our experience opportunity, I adopted somebody, so I'm able to send him packages every other month. Like my That's thing is, there was nothing, there was nothing that I ever did part of my pedigree that I didn't say out my mouth I was going to do when I went home. And the thing about it is, what happened is. Every time you open up that refrigerator, every time you lay down in that bed, every time you take that shower when you want to, you become further and further removed from the type of traumas that you dealt with, and you really don't want to talk about them no more. So to me, until there's more people like me That's what I was gonna that say. become entrenched in the criminal justice system, because the system's doing what it was designed to do. Don't forget but, talking sorry, about being just. How, how long were you there for? I did 20 years. He did 20 wow. years. Did and he's amazing. Years. I mean, he is a, a success story. I want to okay. write his story. So wait, like, wait, 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 wait. 20 years? I came, yeah. I got locked up July 24th, 2001. I came home July 19th, 2020. Last year. We were so oh, happy to meet him. That's really... He is wait, amazing. So wait, let me just... Let me just so I, I wanted to say that's amazing that you came out and still wanted to help the people that's inside. Of course. So that's a blessing right there. Um, but you know, well, a lot right. of people wouldn't do that. You know, so that's a blessing that you're doing every day. But 20 years, that's a that's a long time. Did you get out early? Were you supposed to do longer? No, I, I got out on time the way I was supposed to. I got locked up half my 20s, all my 30s, and half my 40s. I mean, wow. my thing is, is that I did my time and I came out here and I did what I said I was going to do. Pammy and a lot of the sisters from the show, they've been my day one and a half. But what advice they, What advice do you give to the young people so they don't end up in there? Well, the advice is I'm a role model of just what not to do. My yeah. thing about it is you have to understand that even though I've cultivated my voice from behind the wall, that the difference is now is that you need to listen to your moms and your pops. You need to stop worrying about all this designer nonsense and these tight yeah, ass yeah. jeans that you're wearing and all that and you want to spend all this money on these labels you're not spending that money your parents are spending that money so you're perpetuating an image like you want to be down with this drill music you want to be down with pop smoke rest in peace and all these people where that's going to catch you either a pair of green slacks and your head shaving to a one or it's going to get you into the cemetery so yeah. my thing is I don't give them no other choice when I speak to the youth yeah, I give them two that. choices you want to go do what I do, or you want to end up in the, in, the, in the box? There's only two ways that this works. Yeah, there's only two ways it's going to end. There's only two ways it works. So my thing is, my story, because of my character currency, is very, very authentic. It's very real. Because my thing about it is, is that I came out here and I became an asset in my community. I didn't come out here and turn my back on my community. What I did was I entrenched myself right in the Bronx, and I said, it's time to get to work. I worked at Columbia University. I worked in... In, in, in New Settlement Community Center on Jerome Avenue in the Bronx before I got my new job. So my thing is, is I was settlement? already... Yeah, New Settlement on Jerome Avenue, 1501 Jerome Avenue. Yes, yes. Pam, that's where you did your workshop at. Huh? You did your workshop there when you spoke to the kids with your book. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that, but yeah, that's, what, that's, that's why they... Same place. So, okay. So well, that's to me... Small world, small world. Yeah, so to me, that was something that was real important to me. And now... 
you know, dealing with this particular thing now with the correctional officers after this. I was just inspired after reading that that came on a thread when they were talking about the man was crying. Like, like how, how many more instances are we going to have that we're going to have, we're going to have public and private institutions still keep tearing away at the black and brown families and we're not going to stand up and hold ourselves accountable and do something about it. I shouldn't be the only one speaking about it and it takes five or six days for something I write to catch 696 people, but someone could do the fake ass new version of the Cabbage Patch and get 500,000 viewers. I said sport and play is the main thing on social media. I use the platform to keep everybody informed and, and we have to push and send out to get a thousand views. But my thing about it is I could get up there and act like Sambo and give me 200,000 likes and get 90,000 shares. So my thing about it is we backwards right now. But have you utilized TikTok in the way that you're talking right now? Yes. You say you you haven't got a lot of um, like... I get get next to nothing on TikTok because on TikTok, they're not looking for nothing. They're not looking for nothing to see that on TikTok. That's the truth because what he's being very honest because my program, I do the pro, my Brown Girl program at MS224 in the Bronx. Um, the the director of Aspera, Mr. Hernandez, his daughters are TikTok millionaires. He's not happy about it because they do silly videos. But you don't see the TikTok anti-bullying that my girls did on my TikTok. Like it, it, they just want silly stuff. Like if it was Carly B shaking her butt, she's gonna get a million likes. But this stuff, you're not gonna get it. You gotta push it. I think you, you gotta, gotta just keep trying. I think you have to keep trying. It's not going to happen. Oh, I ain't never showed an effort. I mean, Sunshine, to be honest with you, I I ain't never showed an effort and I ain't never gonna stop. Exactly. It's just you that I have to. But also, so you have to share it. You have to share yeah. this stuff. We do. Share with people. No, we no, do. no, 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 no. We talk about the wall. Yes, he does. We got mm-hmm. over. Okay, a so I haven't seen you share that like all over the place. I don't see it everywhere. Okay, when the I got, wall. I'm gonna give you context or something. Partner, you never, you never on Facebook. I see that thing there. Now, anytime I see something, I share it. You have to keep on sharing it. You have all to right, share so it in the box. Wait, let me. I'm gonna give you. See, wait, wait, wait. I want to say one thing. You have to share to the. To people or celebrities, put in their DMs. Could you share this? Yeah, I have. I told you about this already, Pam. You have to go into these people's box inboxes. You would be surprised if they will share your stuff. Because I've seen other people that came up. There's mad people that came up with Tyler Perry. That came up with um Gabrielle Union. There's other people that have come up with people. You have to share it inside their inboxes. There's ways to do it. You have to. You have to like not give up. And I feel like a lot of people you think if you just put something on TikTok, that's it. No. You got to like do a little bit more than that right there. It's a little bit more effort that has to go into it, I think. Okay, so you talk about effort. Okay, when I first got here and I got home, and, and, and Pammy would tell you, Pammy has a million and five things to do. So my thing is I decided to take something off her plate, and I took Facebook. Yes. It comes for the Wall of Magazine. We had 17 followers when yep. I came home in July. My yep. first two articles were over 2,000K. And it brought yep. mad volume to the to That's the to good. the yes. but, wait, but what I'm saying to you is this: is that sometimes you have to be able to crawl before you be able to have it to walk Absolutely. before you have it Absolutely. to run. So my thing is, is that I have no problem with followers, but my thing yeah. is, is that I don't I don't just look for followers. They have to be tangible people. They're gonna have to have some substance, and they're gonna go ahead and be part of the movement. Because my thing about it is, is that. There's people, Hot 97 has 20 million viewers. They're all trolls. 
I don't need trolls. Oh, no, 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 no. You want the, of course, positive people. I need Sorry. real people because if not, there's nobody when I go ahead and do something and repost it on LinkedIn and I go ahead and take it. That's a professional site from the type yeah. of image and the body that I've created that you can't have nobody on there shaking no booty. You can't oh, have no, nobody no, no. there with a bunch like, of cleavage. Now. So, so my thing is, is that me. Tag people and stuff. You can tag people and stuff that yeah. you think is positive. I'm not saying negative people. Who you think is positive. I get what you're saying. But my thing is, is that definitely we're on our job when it comes to that. And it's a process. But my thing about it is, and you, you spoke of these celebrities. Um, Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, is one of those people that really dug up his sleeves and really got down and got down in the mud with us. You know what I'm saying? But my thing about it is, and, and he, and, and also Pammy, you notice, he ended up getting somebody out that was his cousin from Green Haven, and me and Corey was there. And the reason why is because he found out that he was affiliated with him. And then we ended up dying. His cousin's home. He got him home on clemency. We're dying. So my thing about it is, is that these are the particular people that I like to be around because these particular people are going to perpetuate a culture that we need to have for this particular platform because it's a lot out there. Yandy is one of them. Well, her husband, Medici, she always is for like fight for people who are, you know, incarcerated for so long and they don't did their time and it's time for them to come out. I just think there's people to reach out to, but we don't do it. I don't think. I think a lot of times. No, Wilfredo on the on my social media, and I'm not talking about my brown girl stuff for the wall and the women of the wall. He has brought us up. He does articles. He does sharing. We are in groups. He found somebody to do our candy that was in jail. She's doing this. I mean, yeah. he does his work for the social media for us. Yeah. I applaud him. I love him for it. No, I'm not that. What I was saying, I thought you guys said you wanted more people. So you want more people. Yeah, I would like more people, but they have to be people of substance. Okay, I'd rather like, have, like, I'd rather like, have you know, 5,000 like, strong than worry about 20 like, million. Okay, like when they go to Albany, like say for instance, when they go to Albany to sign off on a bill or to, 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 to do a protest, I want a hundred great people from the War Magazine, me, Wilfredo, some other people that can be influenced to sign these bills to get our people home, to be an activist, to make changes. I want them to be able to do that. Not people that just want to be like, oh yeah, I'm here. No, we want them to help get our people home, make changes. You know, let these these kids- And this is what I gotta also realize too, and I mean, I I, I hear what everybody's saying, you know, because y'all both got a a, more of a, um, a, a relationship, like, you know, you got your husband there and you was actually incarcerated, but you gotta understand too, everybody ain't meant to come back out. Let's be real. I mean, so we know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we never talking no dream world here. I mean, everybody my thing is, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, sunshine. Like, like, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got that part. I mean, I want to yeah. be clear about something, right? I want to yeah. be clear, right? I have a doctor's degree in Department of Corrections. Okay. What I'm saying is, I have a bachelor's degree in behavioral science and associate and associate's degree in the sciences. I am not here sitting. I will not advocate. I am not rap. I do not think everybody over 55 years old, just because they serve 15 years, needs to be home. I advocate for the people that they should be go to the parole board and let the system of checks and balances go. That's something that I'll go ahead and perpetuate. Eric Adams, I've still got the jury out. I don't believe he's for the black and brown people. He bleeds NYPD blue. My thing about it is it's just something that I see because I play chess. I don't play checkers. But my thing about it is, is that I don't believe everybody 
should be home just because I'm an advocate for 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 of uh, incarceration or mass incarceration. I had too much experience and trauma of being behind the wall as a gang member to think every single person that I know should be home. But what I will say is, if you put the work in and you've done your time and you could be productive in society, yes. you should be allowed a chance. Exactly. I didn't say you yes. should be allowed to go home. You should be allowed a chance to actually tell these people that this is why you should go home. Yes. And this is the chance that I got. So my thing is, is why I give it context like this is because when you get a chance, when you get off in my name, you should Google me. Because my thing about it is, is that my particular platform and how I roll is my actions and my words, they're bound together and they're chiseled in stone. So a lot of times I've gotten flack from a lot of my brothers inside that feel that I should be more proponent for everyone. And I can't because I don't hold myself to everybody else's standards. Yeah. I hold myself to my own standards. So my thing is until we start doing that as a community, in the black and brown communities, in Brownsville, in the Bronx, in Harlem, in the Lower East Side, in Brown and ENY, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen that we're gonna stop the school to prison pipeline. It's not gonna stop that we're gonna talk about the incarceration or ending mass incarceration because we keep putting ourselves in here because we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see no, I don't see no white people in the hood. I don't see no white people in Chicago with Chirac. You name something Chirac for the amount of violence and murders that were going on the streets of Chicago. And you want you want a violence interruption for there? You want some type of culture that's perpetuated there? And Brownsville now has to get a $700,000 grant in order to do violence interruption to stop the nonsense there. Gun anti-violence starting in the Bronx. When does this start? It starts with the people in the community and the people that are coming home. That way the kids think, yeah, see I a different example. Start, I, think, I think it may, I believe it may end there, but I don't think it starts there. I oh. think it starts with the young kids here that's already out. It because starts with not, the young kids. We, I'm not saying that to fix people that's in jail. Believe me, I'm not saying that. But if we don't start fixing what's out here, they're going to end up in jail. We're going okay, to so, more people to get out. More people to get out. Okay, so you said, so you said it starts out here. Right, I believe so. But but you know what I notice? Most of the men of substance are in there. You know what I see what? every what time I go mean? out. You know what I see every time I go out. I see I see excessive drinking. I see getting high. Everybody smokes marijuana now. I see everybody smoking K Deuce and everybody high on the train. I see an influx of heroin use. On yeah. 149th and 3rd Avenue. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So it's a little weird okay. for me to start thinking now that it starts out here. When I walked out of July, everybody gets hot. Okay, but you all kind of, you kind of generalize in a way. I am because generalizing? Yeah, because you talk about New York. What about the world? Whoa, 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 whoa now. I am not Gandhi. We ain't talking about the world. I know, but you said we, the only people thing people that I can talk about. The only thing that I can talk about is that. What about the only? No, no, You sound in muffle. We can't hear you. So, okay, you hear me now? I'm holding yeah, at the same time, so I apologize. Um, I I hear what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I even agree with you. Mm-hmm. It is not Gandhi, but I'm saying I also work with kids who are. 18, well, 17, like 24, young men, the majority of them. And they all of, you know, Blacks, Latinos. 
and they really need help. You know, and not all of them are smoking weed, not all of them are hearing. So it's like, why don't we start there first? I'm not saying don't start in, in jail. I'm not saying don't help them out. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that if we could start from how so you won't get there, maybe things will make be a little bit better. We're not doing it on we're not doing it here first. Okay, so this is what I always love about conversations like this. Because there has to be a connection or a credible messenger that's delivering this message, right? So I feel sometimes you as an African-American woman who is a nurturer by nature. Well, black woman, black woman, but go ahead. You're an African-American woman. That's who you are. Woman. I'm not going to generalize you okay, and call you black like we're dealing in slavery time. Well, okay, and it's but give me the respect to let me identify who I want to identify. Okay, as. absolutely. This is, being recorded. this is being recorded. So I'm absolutely. black American. So, black so American. my thing about it is, my thing about it is, is that I connect more with the demographic of age you have because I've did 20 years in prison. Okay. So what happens is now is they end up coming to me and asking me questions. And what that is, that develops healthy dialogue. And then they be able to tell me what do they like to do, what they don't like to do, what type of job they see themselves having, what they really want to do in the next years, whether they really want to go to school, whether they really want to go to college, whether they think they built for college. Because what happens is we develop this type of character currency between each other. And then what happens is we're able to have this dialogue because I'm not judging them and they're not judging me. That's the reason why I'm able to connect so quickly because I don't judge anybody because of my struggle and where I've been. But a lot of times now, I'm talking about now because you talked about outside, there's not a lot of men that are connecting with their communities like that in New York City in the five boroughs. There are some and I applaud what they're doing and I work yeah. with them. I but know about the majority. The majority are going you say, about wait, their where business. Where you at? If you in Harlem or you said you're in I'm in the Bronx. Harlem? I'm in the 173rd in the Bronx. Okay, because they have a young man. Well, he's not young, young, but he does the Harlem front. And he's, he was incarcerated and he is doing like a lot. For the see what you just said? Say what you said before that. I said, Say I don't you, know how young. He, he was incarcerated? He was incarcerated. Oh, okay. Right. Listen, but I'm not, listen, I'm not fighting the part about that you don't have to be incarcerated to help somebody. I'm just saying that anybody that is out, you have to start off here first as well. You don't okay. just say you want to skip over the, the, the young people that's actually trying to make it and just go straight to the to the jails. I don't understand that. All right. So here, here's where, here's where I'm going to try to make you understand. But can it be 50-50? It's, it's, it's not even 50-50. It's 80-20. 80% okay. of the services are catered to everyone in the five boroughs. 20% okay. of the services that may be available, somebody can find out with a stamp six months before they go home. But yet, I mean, and I'm going to say it like this with no disrespect to a lot of the people that have been here the last 20 years. I'm doing better six months out than guys that have already been out here 20 years. Absolutely. I, I believe. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, can't... you have the drive to do it. Like, it depends on the individual. That. You yes. came out here and grabbed the world like the with your bootstraps and was like, yo, I'm not going back. I'm going to make a difference. I want this. I want that. I want better. I'm going to show them I'm not going back inside. I'm still here, guys. So, so okay. you are the perfect example of, yes, you can make it when you come out here if you put your mind to it. When you yes, went in there, absolutely. like you said, you did the work. You went to college. You, you got degrees on the state. That's right. You're supposed to educate yourself. So when you come out here, you can come out here and be somebody. Like, honestly, I applaud everything. I don't care because people always have a sob story. Oh, I just came out of prison. They won't hire me. Well, Fredo, you have defined all the odds. 
all of them. I Thank don't want to hear yo, nobody can tell me nothing now about coming out. What? You're lie. I know somebody, my brother just came home and he's doing fine. He's doing well. Don't stand up there and tell me, oh, the man ain't gonna let me do it. The man ain't gonna let me do story, But that's Nation's history. It's just not everybody's story. That's not everybody's story, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the work. My, 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 my thing is, you gotta put in the work. Nothing is in this world that's gonna be given to you. You gotta put in the work. The programs are there, but you gotta work it. You gotta go in the system and work the system for you. You but can't the thing stand is, up there and, huh? But Pammy, the thing is, is that now, I, and you, you, it's a perfect segue. Eighty percent of the programs that the state provides are outside. So that means I had to dig harder, and I had to dig okay. deeper with less than twenty percent, with sixty percent less than everybody in the five boroughs for the last twenty years. Okay. So you're telling me now the funds are being spent properly because we're out here spending them and not in there. How many people don't take advantage of OSHA when it comes around in the five boroughs? How many uh, people take don't? <laughs> how many people don't take advantage of a lot of the non-for-profit organizations and the services they provide? I, 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 how, how many? What 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 I love about this conversation, Charlene, is that yeah. it accentuates why I go harder and why I go stronger for services for the brothers inside. Because if yes. they got half of what everybody's had out here my whole 20 years, I might have had a doctor's degree and probably been a CEO of my own non-for-profit and one, organization. one question on, on Wilfred, let me just add. Did you pay for any of those degrees? No. And see, and that was, that's the problem I have too, but we ain't gonna talk about that. We talk about that another day. No, I would love to talk about that. No, I would love to talk about that. Because you know what I noticed? It's not nothing against you. No, but you it really not. irks me that there's people who are out here who are working hard who has not been incarcerated and they can't even get their, their degrees paid for. Okay, so let's 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 look at this right now, right? So I had no way to qualify for any scholarship or any type of Pell, any type of grant, any type of federal government federal aid because mm -hmm. I was incarcerated. Yeah. But everybody else had the opportunity to do it when I was inside. Not everybody. Not everybody can get Pell. Pell's only for New York. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about, let's just use New York because I live in New York. So I don't live in New York, but go ahead. The majority of people that are in school are African, American, or Black women. So mm -hmm. the men don't seem to be preoccupied too much with higher education. They love so to run they that game on us. Still, they love oh, to run that game on us. So, so they still have 80%. And I mind you, since you're saying you're not, and, I, and I'm going to go all the way, Pammy. I'm sorry right here. <laughs> um, these, the HB, all these, all these historical black colleges, you want to know how many are included in the Department of Corrections? Anywhere in New York or anywhere Nine. in the United States? I'm going to help you out. Zero. Oh, you there know what? Listen, zero you got to, you got to, write, you got to provide to any type of funding for any in-state college programs in the United States you of America. You got the right one for that. I don't believe in those those colleges anyway. No, 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 because no. Because they don't help people out and they charge more money. The reason why I'm saying it, and this is why, and this is why I say it again because it rolls to my same statement, is okay. that we as a people are our own worst enemy. Because rather than throw a couple of lifelines down from these historical Black universities, 
inside prison to stop the school to prison pipeline or perpetuate credible messages, you know what they do? Nothing. So when they come around and they have their degrees and they want to speak to me about mass incarceration or they want to speak to me about de-incarcerating uh, a New York City, I tell them I don't really have a lot to talk about because you have to put your money where your mouth is. Absolutely. Your walk and your talk have to be aligned. If they're yep. not, then I think you might just be talking about a different side and that's a totally different show because this right now is yes. a yes. show. So my yes. thing about it is, is that with I, I respect your opinion and I respect your stance. But my thing about it is if someone wants a free degree, tell them they got to take my 20 years too. And no, they got to take, they gotta, well, they gotta take being you. out of a game. And they got to take dealing with all the noise. Yeah. And they got to yes. take with all learning how to write things and how to do things all over again. Yes. So my thing is, my, my point is clear. No, you're right. You're right. I, listen, 80% of the services that government has for black and brown communities happens outside. Less than 20% is inside, but someone with six months out has a $50,000 a year job and everybody else has been out here smoking weed and hanging out on the corner or hanging out in the car do. or working construction. It don't add up, Charlene, to what you're saying. No, you. I hear what you're saying. I, listen, I hear what you're saying. All I'm saying is that what's wrong with also starting here as well? But I see what you're saying. You're saying that based on the experience you've been through, you do need to start inside the um in the jails, right? What yeah, what I'm saying is there needs to be more funding for more programs inside. Oh no, these, then I agree with you with that one. I, yeah, I, yeah, okay, but so no, but see, so you say you agree with me, right? Okay, so maybe but what okay, you said is you can't say you agree with me and then you feel that there were hardworking people out here that 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 can't get their degrees. Okay, what I'm saying, okay, let me just say two things. Right. I agree that it should be more funding in jails to help support them. So by the time they get out, they will have something to kind of like to offer. I agree okay. with that. Okay. I'm on that. What I'm saying is that I guess because I work with a lot of young people right now and I feel mm -hmm. like not, there's no support for them. And some of them are actually trying to do something. You know, people can't help where they was born at. You know, if you're born in a certain atmosphere where your mother's on drugs, your father's on drugs, nobody care about you. I have so many students, so many females that's been molested by their own biological fathers. Okay. So I, for me, I'm coming from a different perspective. I ain't never been locked up. So mm -hmm. I don't know that view. You do. So of course you're going to have a more educated response to it because you 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 live both lives. So I'm not knocking what you're saying. I'm not saying that to help them out. But I'm going to be honest. It, it did irk me where when I was sending my kid to school. Yes, he got four scholarships. But it also irked me where it's like with dad, they was helping out more international people than they were people who was actually born here. And then I found out, you know, people who are my family who was incarcerated, they got their degrees paid free. And I was like, wait a minute. Somebody works hard out in outside and not locked up. They do nothing wrong. They don't get no funding, but then you fund these other people. I'm so confused. But it's you said they didn't get okay, no funding, but they got four scholarships. You said they got Wait, one four person, scholarships. One person. One person. Go ahead. But you say? said they got four scholarships. And well, and well deserved. I didn't get none. You got to think that <laughs> your thing was paid for you to say. Yeah, but my thing was paid for, but I could if I could apply for the scholarships, I didn't have to have nobody. Uh, 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 pay for yeah, my but, but the person still had to pay something out their pocket. Okay, so so you so but, I want to. So what I'm saying is, okay, 
But so the incarcerated people, we can't, okay, you can't have it both ways. You're, this is what I'm saying. Which I understand what you're saying that you got to pay for college and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. But if you want them to come home and be productive in the community, we have to rehabilitate them and give them the education that's needed because they can't and work I'm not in saying jail. Not to, but why can't you talk to people that's out that actually is doing well too? Okay, so well, let's okay, but which people? Because Charlene, okay, I'm gonna say this too. This is this is I, I want to say this real quick. Us as a people, we always crying that we don't get a chance. We always <laughs> crying. Let me finish. We always crying. We don't get a chance. We don't have the opportunity. We don't have this. We don't have that. We are the laziest bunch of people that I know. Collectively. And I'm saying this because I have, me and you both are, in, you are in a teaching field. I'm in a medical field. I've switched over to the teaching field. I watch and I hear and I see all walks of life. These people come from other countries and they bust their ass and they do what they need to do to get their degrees and they bring their family members over here and we are right here in our country and we so don't saying Americans, so don't, so, of the stuff. So don't say Blacks and Latinos, say Americans then. Americans. No, I'm talking about I'm Black people. I'm saying Black people because we always complain. I hear them complain all the time. And I'm saying every time, every like, time I'm okay, on the bus, why I hear you're not doing anything. Why are you not doing nothing? Oh, and I why wanted to go ahead. Yeah, and I wanted to go ahead and reiterate that too. How do you go do those things? Yo, what's minimum wage right now, Pammy? $15 an hour. All right. In prison, it's 27 In New York. In New York. In New York. Not okay. Oh, no. In New York. Okay. In New York City. But, okay. All of the states is by, you know, the expenses and the cost Charlene, of living. what's minimum wage in your state, Charlene? I think it's like eight twenty-five. All right. Minimum wage in the Department of Corrections is 27 cents. So I, how I they I'm with you. You know what? I probably ain't the right person for this conversation. Because I don't feel sorry for them. I'm be honest. I don't it's feel okay sorry. with me. Like I'm what you say to me is not. No, I'm saying because if you did a crime, you deserve to do you your time. Do time then. It show me, show me. I'm not sorry. asking you to feel sorry about me for anything because I know I who I am. You. I didn't say you. We talking about you said that the people take 27, whatever it is said. I made 27 cents an hour, Charlene. And look how strong you are now. You came out, you worked your butt off, and now you're doing great. He yeah. worked his butt out, so he worked the it, system. It motivated he him. He wanted to do something, and he busted. And that's ass. good. I'm glad he that went he to do all that stuff. He is a great example of yes. If you work hard, you come out and you stay focused. You can do this too. That's all I'm saying. Everybody, we hope, we hope they do do that right there. Because like I said. I do know people personally who did come out and they did not do right. So there are the cases where people are not going to do right. So it's great that you did that, but that's not going to be everybody's story. But, but Charlene, 60% of the black people in America ain't doing right. We know that. So what happened to the opportunities that have been the funding that's been going on all the time that they were out? Listen, I think that everybody should be offered opportunities. People are going to do what they want to do. Regardless if they're going to do right. Yes, exactly. Okay, so right. then All I I'm feel, saying is that so that my stance is I feel everybody that committed crime on the inside, everybody committed crime on the inside should have an opportunity to get themselves right. So it looks like we both agree about something. Yes, yes. Even though I have uh, my my really really good friend, his friend killed somebody. They gave him another chance. I mean, he killed this woman brutally. He they gave him another chance because he was young. 
came back out and he killed another person brutally. I was devastated. Like, wow. Like, you give somebody an opportunity, they still come out, don't do right still? Like, what's the problem? Somebody should, a, psych, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, somebody needs to do better too inside there to figure out if this person is in their right state of mind. Okay, first of all, wait, 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 wait. I got, relax, I, I, before you relax, go, family. I just want to say something. Relax, Pammy, relax. Oh. <laughs> no, no, let her relax. say, this is just my girl. You can talk. Relax, you can talk. You can talk. No, but I want... Well, let her go away, it's fine. Because she it's don't fine. know she's talking to somebody. <laughs> Listen, I want to Listen. be clear with you. I want to be clear with you, uh, Charlene. And I never hide myself from my crime. I committed a homicide in 2001. I got okay. locked up for second degree murder. Okay. And I'm here. Okay, but did you come and back I'm produ- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold and there were other guys like me who I mentored for the last 10 years, like Pam's husband, like other sisters on the show, their husbands. That's so good. my thing is, is that I was in Sing Sing, and this is why I want to say it to you like this. I was in Sing Sing and I was part of a very elite group of people that perpetuated a culture, a culture of habilitation. The reason why I don't use the word re is because re means it recurred again. We never had opportunity we was locked when we was in the street. We were drug dealers, we were gangbangers, we dealt with adverse childhood experiences, we dealt with traumas within the neighborhoods, whether yeah. it be drug abuse, substance abuse, all these things, the molestation that you could have had that yeah. was really in a lot of mental health issues that we never discussed 15, 20, 25 years yeah. ago because that was real taboo in the black and brown community. Absolutely. And now these are people now that have done 10, 15, 25 years that have master's degrees, that work on voluntary therapeutic programming, that have done TED Talks, that have the all types of good inside Absolutely. and still can't get out. And still can't I get out of in jail. Hold on, no, no, no. You have to talk about people. these people because these are the people that I'm talking about that will help our community. See, the thing is, is that you can't just leave everybody in the barrel and there's water in there and then pick what a particular apple you want, shine it off and dry it up and say, that's it. You have to but, understand. Okay, you say to me, if somebody did multiple crimes, they're supposed to get out? Absolutely. Why not? Wait a minute. If somebody killed like five people, they're supposed to still get out? My thing about it is, do you know the circumstances behind that crime? Was you this particular that person I do? That's what I'm trying to tell you. This but you, you're talking about you know, talking about one person. You're talking about an outlier. You're talking about okay, an outlier. Wait a minute, one person. Wait a minute, wait a I'm not understanding this. Let me be clear, because maybe I'm like lost. Okay. You're telling me that if somebody killed five people, they're supposed to get out and get a second chance? You're talking about. You're talking about. Hold on. You're talking about one instance, one outline. Well, it's more than one. You have serial killers. I'm out talking there. about, yeah. I'm, that, that's, nobody's saying serial, serial killers killer should go home. I'm yeah, talking but, about. But, okay, okay. Then we say the same thing then. We but say my the thing about it is, is that, I mean, I mean, I want to be clear. I mean, there's less than 5% of serial killers that are of, of black and brown descent. I mean, so my thing about it is, is you're talking about an outlier just to support an argument that's already faulty. My thing well, is, what I'm saying, if you committed crime, you should be afforded an opportunity to habilitate yourself and come home and be a productive member of society. That's it. Oh, well, she left the building. I think she's going to come back in. She might have got... Yeah, because uh, that was kind of... But I, what I wanted to say was, she said that about um, mental health, she was yeah. like, um, they need to be... Y'all, she doesn't even know, like, the mental capacity of what goes on behind the wall with you guys. I don't even know how y'all deal with it. Y'all are on top of each other. 
it's you you guys it's just it's just a lot it's a lot that you guys go through it's it's not even about it being a lot, Pammy. It's just that it's a it's a whole set of it's a whole different set of traumas. It that is. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want my worst enemy to experience. This is what I'm saying. Like I don't know what it is to be to be incarcerated, and I really don't want to. Um, I know that when I started dealing with my husband, he said my visit was an escape for him for even for an hour. Because of whatever they go behind that. So if I could be that escape for somebody to smile and feel like he's human, I'm going to do that. Yes. I'm going to try to do that for anybody. That's Because you don't know what it is for somebody to say, go to the bathroom, cage you in there, beat you up, um, search you, young getting strip search. It's, it's mentally, it's, it's, it's a breakdown for anyone. So I, I I think you guys start to get, you have to have the mental health stuff while y'all in there. Some people, because they kill themselves because they can't take it. Like, they cannot take it. I understand it's a horrible, and not only that, y'all got the correctional officers that's bullying. They bullying y'all. They doing extra. They doing too much. We see it on the floor. So it's a mental, it's mentally messing with y'all too, and y'all need mental health in there as well. Before you even come home, you need to be deprogrammed. That's what I yeah, see. I believe that. And, and what I love about what you're saying and, and, and why I love always being this particular person is that when we were speaking to her, I mean, the majority of the services are out here. And there's still people that can't get right. But... Then all of a sudden now, there's less than, probably less than 20% of the services in prison, but there's more people with the numbers that are getting right over here. So sometimes to me, it's like, I feel I feel like that is an individual, a, a Black person, because she wanted to be recognized as Black, that that is a Black person that is a little jaded with the experiences or lack thereof within her own particular community. And then what happens is when she hears someone like me that took advantage of the system and advantage of my 20%, that, oh, that it's not right, that it should be for God, hardworking people out here. Um, last time I checked, I refused to allow myself to be, be defined by one poor choice in my life. And I took advantage of every opportunity since then. So, um, you know, uh, it was definitely a breath of fresh air to have some type of conversation like that with someone. Because I think she just didn't realize that um I was gonna come with a lot of statistics and a lot of facts, which kind of like but be, be how all it, she's she's bad. Okay. <laughs> no, but um she is very me and her have debates all the time Absolutely. about jail, about whatever. Even with like when me and Corey first got together, I didn't tell anybody. Uh, and when I told her I don't about Corey, to. I was already married. So she was stuck for a minute, like, what? Because she knows me for 20 years. She was like, you did what? <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want to talk about it. You're not going to, you know, don't badmouth him. But she okay, got sorry, one time to hear Corey's, like, when we was on the phone, we was on my business. What you Huh? Oh, I what said a lot about, about I said a lot about you while you was gone. If you want, you can get the recording and you can see it there. I mean, <laughs> wow! Everything's been recorded. Friends, and I was telling him that 
you were very skeptical skeptical about Corey until one day, I think we was on a Zoom call with yeah, Corey yeah, yeah, calls, yeah. and she heard him say, good morning, beautiful, how are you? Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. And she was like, he talks to you like that all the time. Aww. I said, hey, every day he makes me feel wonderful. I'm not and against then she somebody like Let's be clear, though. I'm not against somebody locked up. No, no, I, I have people in my family who are still locked up, and I have family members who have murdered people. My whole thing about it is that I just want it to be fair uh, across the board. I understand what uh, what Fredo was saying. He makes a very, very good point. You do want to, you know, because he lived it, you know, so he knows what it's like. I'm not knocking somebody that, you know, that has murdered somebody, but I ain't going to lie. If you don't murder people like five, six times, something ain't right about that. That's that one I'm not, yeah, that one I'm not okay with. But if somebody want to be okay with that, that's with what I'm that, I get what you're saying with that, but, but I'm not saying open the door and let all serial killers out. I'm not saying okay. let that out. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is what I'm saying and what I stand on and it's chiseled in stone and my foundation <laughs> is that the, when you put the work in and you've, I mean, I mean, I'm just going to give you context. There is, there is a thread that we have on the phone where there's like 93 of us and okay. we all stay in contact Don't and it's the unemployment office. It's, it's the, it's the venting line. It's a whole bunch of different things. And we all are our support system because we have to navigate through this thing every single day. We have to do it harder. We have to do it better than everybody else because everybody else is looking at us to see if the other shoe's about to drop and we about to go back and reoffend. And there's not a lot of people in the street that are successful that have to deal with that. And I deal with it every single day. And I'm okay with it because this is the bet I made myself a long time ago when I lied. Okay, I do understand now. You know what, what I refuse that right to here? do. What I refuse to do is not be present in the black and brown community and start talking about what's going on and what's not going on and what needs to be done. And it's all tethered together with prison. Okay, and you if know anybody what? thinks that it's not tethered to prison, they need to have their head examined. Because when okay, it's better so for us coming out of prison, it's better in the black and brown communities. Okay, so you know, <laughs> I was going to say that I hear what you say and I agree with you. That's all. Yeah, You know why I agree with you though? Don't you want to know why I agree? You might not care, but I'm going to tell you why. I agree with you because you actually live the life. You're not just speaking out your tail. So I have to respect that right there. Because, you know, who am I? I ain't been there. I ain't never lived that life. I'm just saying that, you know, um, I really feel bad because I see so many people that get locked up and it's like, dang, you know, you didn't have to do that right there. Like, how did you get in there? <laughs> how did so I, I do? It's, so it's circumstances. People make mistakes. It's circumstances. They that. back in this And I'm not giving you back no excuses. make mistakes. I get that right there. I do understand. That's why I said I'm agreeing with him. Right. Let's be clear before we, I don't know what time we ended this thing, but I do agree with him. I do have people in my family that have been through it and they are good people, but I see some sides where I don't see that. And of course, I guess for me, I have to really look at the majority and not just that one or two purse people. Okay. So yeah, I definitely I understand what you're saying, but I, I actually appreciate you really, you know, doing what you do because that's a lot. You could have just came up like, you know what, the heck to everybody else, but that's good that you're making a difference. So you know, good. You educated me today. That was very good. I appreciate it. Okay, can I? We want to change gears real quick. I want to. I want to talk about one thing real quick, and I want to talk about this because I'm a little bit appalled because it gives people 
relationships in prison a bad I'm name. Still here, though. I'm still here. Okay. I need um, to put this chicken in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Love home. during lockup is a new reality show. That's not new. I've been seeing that for a long time. Oh, you seen long. Love During Lockup? So you know who I'm about to talk about, right? <laughs> You know who I'm about to talk about? That's Ratchet TV, man. We watched that for records our prison. Okay, well, Tay. Tay is a lady that's in Buffalo, New York, and she is dating 10 um, incarcerated individuals. Okay. Okay. I am appalled because, first of all, relationships, people think that, so first of all, it's two sides to this story, to, to, this, to this spectrum. Some Women and some younger women, they 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 romanticize the prison life. It is a hard thing to be in love and to have a husband or any loved one in prison because your life is surrounded by the prison. That's number one. To have a relationship, uh, intimate or be married, that's triple hard because one, the person that's incarcerated might be thinking, oh, I know she outside doing whatever because they can't ever find out or whatever or the individuals that are dealing with the people on the inside are thinking oh he's xeroxing letters and he's sending it to every girl just putting their name on it and it's not like that for everybody and i am appalled that miss tay is dating t- and, in, and her reasoning is oh well they need me because they desperate they can they gonna do whatever i say and no man in prison is desperate. A lot of you guys are handsome. Y'all are intelligent. Y'all looking to come home and be, you know, be with somebody to have a serious relationship. When I got with my husband, we met by accident, but, <laughs> but, but we fell in love. I did, I, fe- I mean, trust me, the whole time. Don't God say it by accident. Say that's from God. God sent, don't say by accident. You know, God. I know, but I'm saying, yeah. but the whole time, because he, he makes you happy. He makes you happy because we're afraid of it. extremely happy. He was very, but very I'm sad because <laughs> I didn't think because of what I saw. Like no, what she I was. Saw I loved him with I, her. Huh? I said, I love him with you because before him, she was not, I mean, she went through a lot. And but now she's now she about to get old bashful. Oh, her my God. Let me tell you something. Day, day. I got to show my face crazy. this one. I know the but real him, story. But, I just don't want to tell nobody. Yeah, whatever <laughs> that happiness. Let me tell you, I don't care about locked up, not locked up, because you could be not locked up and treat a woman like piece of crap. Yeah. And the way that he treats us is, is amazing. And you know that, Pam. I always say that. She does. Okay, so, so let's 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 kind of like let's unpack what Pammy was talking about, right? Okay. But I would yeah because um this girl I mean and she got mad. So let's unpack this, Pammy. Okay, go ahead. There's a lot of women that have trust issues out here today. I'm not stereotyping or generalizing. I kind of say like that, I can say is a pretty much of a fact because they've been jaded from a lot of experiences that they've had. So then what happens is, is that they feel more in control when they finally get someone who's incarcerated. Yes. Because they can control the visit. They can control yep. the phone call. Um, if they have the opportunity to be a part of the family reunion program, they control the cookie. So my thing is, is that they have a lot of control that they wouldn't have control if they were out here. So what happens is, is that they yearn for this form of control 
because it's something new and it's something that they feel leaves them in a, it's a safe emotional space. So what happens is now for this particular show, which is Super Ratchet TV, I only turn it on when I want a good laugh or something like that when I was inside. Mind you, Perry, I still haven't watched TV since I've been home. Only thing wow. I see is football. I still, I told you, I don't watch, I don't watch uh, TV, not at all. Yeah, it's an idiot, idiot box. I don't watch. TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd rather watch. Well, I'm TV. glad you don't watch it. That's good. TV ain't no good anyway. Um. So, so what I say is, what what I and I had so much TV when I was inside. So what I'm saying is, is that it it's it's sensationalized because there's a lot of work when it comes to being around. 10 people, even though the kiosk has made it easier because you could probably do it through your phone instead of back in the day, Pammy, we're writing letters before they had it where we were at and a stamping. Monday's letter gets there Wednesday. Tuesday's letter gets there Thursday. Wednesday's letter gets there Friday and I'm going to get Thursday and Saturday and Saturday and Friday for Monday. So me and you both know we came from a different type of era when it came to communicating this our prison. Now, for me, yes, you're correct. There were not a, there. There are some desperate people inside prison. I just don't know many because my thing about it is, if you lose your self worth by your inside prison, then you've already lost the game, and you might as well just go ahead into getting medication and being on the med line or just not taking care of yourself or washing up on yourself or washing anything. Because my thing is, there's no desperation. I know my self worth. I know my value and I got enough character, currency and pride and ego to know that I just ain't going to hold my hand down and wear anything and anything coming to see me on a visit. But that's another story for another, another show. So what I'm saying is, is that what's very beautiful that is being tarnished with that love after lockup is the camaraderie and the bond that develops between a man and woman in spite of incarceration. What happens is you're able to sit there and you're able to learn each other's language of love and be able to find out wants and needs and understand the difference between wants and needs. That sometimes a woman doesn't need uh, somebody to fix it. She just wants somebody to vent. And then after her day of work, you can go on and you can have your normal regular day. So my thing is that sometimes that there is men that kind of get marginalized because of those stigmas on these particular shows where women won't give a chance to someone in prison. But my thing is, is that sometimes men just have to overcome. You just have to be patient, keep working on yourself, keep developing your voice, keep cultivating what you need to cultivate because it'll come. And then once somebody comes, it'll come in droves. And that always happens. And everybody in prison can tell you that. So mm-hmm. I agree with you as I feel that it's tarnishing the the the, the caliber or, the, or the, the, the pure, unconditional love that can come with someone when you meet yes. in prison. But what I will say is, is that, I mean, hey, uh, sport and play is what sells TV. It sells likes. So my thing is, if it sells views, it's the exact same thing. Ratchet TV is something that sells. Uh, Atlanta Housewives, Basketball Housewives, all these things where someone's going to pop on somebody and they're going to have some type of fight. Yeah, that's okay when the show's on. But when the show goes over and the camera lights go out, you're going to find out that you're going to be holding yourself real lonely at night. So, so my thing is, is that there's a lot of dysfunction on both sides with a man and woman in today's society that I didn't see before because this social media thing has this thing distorted where you can hide behind a keypad, you go behind your phone and you, and you kind of like sell the best possible version of yourself. And then later on, when someone meets you and they realize, you know, this person really has a lot of issues. That you really didn't yeah. talk about from the beginning. <laughs> so for me personally, 
I don't like the texting back and forth. I like to get on the phone. I like to hear someone's voice, to hear the inflictions of their voice, to hear what's going on. And there's a lot of scamming and catfishing all over the place. So you yeah. don't even know if the person you're talking to is from Georgia or is from Uganda and Africa, trying yeah. to get a, yeah, a, a, a lot of card out of you or trying to get or, a or, card. Or you're talking to a man. So my yeah. thing is, is that this particular Trojan horse way of interacting between men and women is something that has been going on since social media has become this huge conglomerate. So for me, I just look at it like this. On a train or the bus, I look at people. I know those people are real people. I don't know their names, but I know they're real people. Anybody on social media, I don't know if that's a person or not. So as long as I stay by that rule of thumb, I'm fine. But I do agree with you that it does tarnish the way to cultivate a relationship in prison between a man and a woman because um, there's a lot of stereotypes that come with it. A lot of women feeling different that they don't want to let their family and friends know that they're a lot of someone incarcerated. A lot of times the men for fear of kind of like, you know how sometimes you say like, you could be, you could, you could sabotage it if you, if you will it, if you, if you put too much effort into it. So sometimes the men don't want to put a lot of effort into it because they've been alone so long. So they don't want to feel that crutch or that person in their life. And then that person just run off and take for the hills because they got cold feet. So my thing, and New York's really different because they have the family reunion program. So my thing is if you get married and after you pass a system of checks and balances that docs is implemented, you can have 44 hours with your wife and you could develop intimacy on the trifecta, not only mentally, not only emotionally, but as well as physically. So my thing is, is that a lot of the times women, or I say men, men in prison don't understand, women want that physical connection as much as you. But what happens is it gets distorted in the way we think about sex or the way we think about interacting with the other person that we feel that that's the only thing that's on their mind. So a lot of times, a lot of things get lost because of a lack of communication and a lack of understanding. And I and I hear that. I just she just makes me so angry because <laughs> I know at the beginning of my relationship too, I didn't tell nobody about Corey. Yeah, they found yeah, out you were head over heels in love. We you know I was after I was married. Like I told Charlene a yeah, month yeah, after yeah. I was. Did I not tell you a month after I was married? When you fell in his arms, uh, she was yeah, yes, it was yeah. Because no, when I, I told her I was married, she was like, you what? Huh? Look, I thought I was going to tell They said you allegedly tripped. You allegedly tripped and you <laughs> fell right in his arms. That's what I heard. Well, I'm just saying, I did not, I didn't want nobody to judge me or him. Yeah. Because by this time, like when I met with, he made me so, he makes me so happy. And I was depressed when I met him and it brought me out of whatever I was. Yeah. I was like, because Charlene was like, what's, the, she knows like, was, I had other guys trying to talk to me before Corby and I was like, yep. oh, I'm fine. no, that's not. Uh, he was she like, was like no, 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 no. And I was like, you know what made me proud? You know what made me proud, Pammy, before I met you is that Corey got involved with the Osborne Association and he took a parenting class. And when he took this parenting class, I happened to be a clerk inside. And I facilitated something for Osborne inside as well. 
So when he was there and I was facilitating the reentry portion of it, yo, he sat back with a couple of guys that knew me from when I was in Greenhaven. And, and yo, he paid me the ultimate compliment. He said, yo, he said, yo, man, yo, I remember you, man. Like, yo, this ain't, yo, this, you change. This is, this ain't you, man. Like, he said, I really see a change and I want that for myself too. And he said, I told my wife about you. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then I started writing articles on the inside. And then we started, and then remember, we met down by the, by the, the Austin train. And that was yeah. the first time we had met and everything. And then we've been, that's my day one and a half. And we've been there ever since. I've been rolling with the magazine and everything because sometimes what happens is it's, it's, it's each one teach one. And when we fall, we have to pick each other up. And sometimes as a community, we kind of lost that in the shuffle. And we need to be able to be there and be support for each other because this ain't easy being out here and being black. This ain't easy being out here and being Latino and the one that you love happens to be behind the wall. So you have to be able to be that support system and be able to be there for each other. So to me, it was just a breath of fresh air to just see Corey coming to his maturation and change. And then after that, to see the support you were giving him and then to see our vision come up with the wall of magazine made it all the more better. It was, it's, and, and I feel, and I felt happy that I was able to, cause he told me about this when I first met him about the wall and all this stuff. Like when we first started, he was saying he had this vision and I was like, magazines are easy, you know? And I'm glad he saw it through and I was able to help him bring his dream to life. Um, but I just, I just know those type of shows brings a negativity on both ends. I agree. To the women and to the men, because all men are not dogs and all women are not dogging these guys like that. Like, we are really in love with our husbands. We really want them to come home and do good. We really want them to be in the family and stuff. And then I noticed, too, a lot of guys incarcerated, you guys are so big on family. My husband is so big on family. It's like, listen, I'm not visiting anybody until you come home. Oh, I want you to meet my dad. I mean, I've met them on the phone and different things like that. But he wants me to physically go see them because he wants this whole big family. Every Sunday, he wants Sunday dinners. He wants all the stuff when he comes home. And I understand it because it's a family atmosphere. But I just think they should do, if they're going to do a show like that, let it be more educational to help the situation. Not be ratchet and, and, and lie and and be deceitful because <laughs> a lot of guys think we all are out there dating or doing all kind of crazy stuff. And I know for a fact, I'm loyal. I don't do anything. And but, that's just, just, but that's just who you are though, Pam. You, I, I think the thing about that, you you base the stuff on who you are. Everybody's not like that. They all women out there like that that are doing this game. You just not like that, which is great. But I there's agree, a lot of women I out agree that, 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 that because you're genuine and you're loyal, that it makes you hurt even more or makes yes. you angrier. I, I go with that because there's, I, I mean, I know a lot like Pammy that, that are loyal to hold it down. And I know also others that have been on the other side of the spectrum. So in my 20 years of being entrenched in incarceration and a lot of sob stories out of her from neighbors that come yeah. back off the visit and, and get divorced from their wives. So, so to me, I mean, I understand what you're saying. But I mean, I mean, I feel like it's part of course. It's, it's going to be people that are going to be loyal, and there's yes. going to be people. But loyal doesn't get the views that you want. 
the ratchetness is what the media or TV likes to exemplify in order to get more people to tune in. More people don't want to tune in. More people don't want a, a, a flower at the end, uh, uh, like the one they got on Channel 7. That, nobody want that. They want to <laughs> see the hair and the weave come out, and they want to see the fighting, and they want to see the after show, and they want to hear all the juiciness involved with it. So, I mean, that's just what social media and, and, and television have perpetuated to be highlighted amongst, you know, the, the relationship between women and men of color. So to me, until we we take some charge in that, I mean, Tyler Perry has made attempts to do it, and other people as well, until there are more people that champion that cause to show Black love, and I'm talking about that always and forever heat wave and midnight star, and I'm talking about that way back in the day where Black love was Black love, them statues and all that that used to be intertwined together back yes. in the day. <laughs> That's where we had camaraderie and we had, I was real black love. So to me, I just like, you know, I take things with a grain of salt. Um, if it don't apply, let it fly. Um, yeah. I love the fact that Pammy, how you are. I mean, that's just what it is. That's why you my sis. So to me, it's just like I said, man, like you a duck. It looked like a duck. It walked like a duck. It walked off your back. It's a feeling. You'll get over it. And, you know. But Ratchet TV is going to be Ratchet TV. Love after lockup. We'll have I another just get season. so pissed off because I'm like, I'm looking at this shit like, yo, what is you doing? Like, she, oh, and she got like a file folder with all of their names yep. and, I'm, and pictures and, oh, I'm sending this to mommy. And I'm like, this freaking chick. But, like, but, but, but Pam, why did you flip that though? Because you have cases where men are locked up and they got like five women coming to see them. And I, but I said that. I said it's both sides. that ain't good so, either. No, that is not good either. I know. And I said that. I said on both sides. But right now, they showing this chick. And she's just disgusting. She just get on my damn. It's drama and it's selling. She just get on my But it just gives women that are dedicated to their loved ones in prison a bad name. That's all I'm saying. Like okay. I, just, I mean, you saying so? I guess you would. You it would be nice to have a show where they see the positive things that are happening. Not here on a round table to say, you know what? This is hard, but I love him and I'm doing this with my family. Or showing them going to get a package. So whatever that. Show, what show was that again? What show was that? Um, love during lockdown. But what's the um the, the network? We oh, TV. Yeah, so we, we should take. You should, what you should do is do your little skits that y'all been doing. You and Adira, whoever the lady is, and send it to that company. That's what I'm talking about when I say that we don't do we, we want to talk about things. I think it's great, but there's there's outlets we can send stuff. Maybe might get shut down. Send it to other networks because that is like a, that's something that you could show too of the all of the bad things. Look at um was I think um what's his name? I forgot the rapper name, but he just put out something on Netflix telling his story. You should reach out to Netflix too and and send something to them. Send it to all the networks. You'd be surprised who may just pick it up. I think the problem yeah. is that we sit around and we talk. And we don't ever try to do nothing. Because that's something good. What you say, you're making a very good point. You're saying that let's let's talk about the things that our people are going through, their families, which is very, very important. Why don't we send those things? I see Will Fatal's face making his little face right now. Go ahead, say what you gotta say. I mean, my, my thing is I like to remain <laughs> neutral in this particular area because Why? I have a I have a key sense of camaraderie with my brothers that are still locked up. So my okay. thing is, is that um I kind of <laughs> sort of feel like um what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Okay. Um, okay. So 
I feel like, you know, I mean, this is all I'm it's all I'm gonna say, man. When you when your back is against the wall and the rubber meets the road, ain't no telling what's gonna happen or what you're gonna do to make sure you survive inside at 27 cents a day, as I so eloquently put it, 27 yeah. cents an hour. So to me, I'm just saying that, you know. I, I mean, I know Pam was doing it at one point. She was doing the thing with the YouTube. Yeah, we're going to start back and, doing and that's it. The same yeah, we're going to start back doing it. Well, I don't know if you guys heard of, let me just say one thing. Just a uh-huh. perfect example. I don't know if you heard of the guy that did the thing with Bel Air. Have you heard of the Bel Air? Bel Air? He came up with his new show with Will Smith. Yeah, I see, I see it. I see okay, so let, me just, let me just back up. This man did this from his regular phone first. Oh. And what happened was Will Smith got onto was on YouTube and Will Smith was like, wow. I mean, this thing was like, you know, it wasn't even a real like production. But Will Smith loved the idea. He got called the man up, found the way to contact the guy, and guess what? That's where Bel, Bel Air came from. Yeah, but also Will Smith is not an executive producer of Bel Air. So let's just be clear that uh, you know, sometimes I understand when, uh, that I'm just saying sometimes that sometimes when big business comes in, they just like a cut the check and tell you to move to the side. You know what I'm saying? So I get that right there. But what I'm saying is that Pam has a lot of dreams. She has a lot of things that she wants to do. And I'm always trying to tell her and motivate her. You can do so much. She is so creative, Pam. She Listen, has so man, many I'm creative still, ideas. I'm still waiting for my cheese factory coupon. I ain't got that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I get paid in cheese one. factory. I get, I get paid. Let me tell you something, Charlie. I get paid in cheesecake factory coupons. And okay, I okay, got okay. Coupons yet. I have not I got my stimulus check. I didn't get my stimulus check yet. I didn't get it yet. So I'm waiting for it in the mail. You know what I'm saying? It come okay, in the okay. form of cheesecake factory coupons. And I haven't got it. <laughs> and she loves Just wanted to let you know that, Charlene. She loves the cheesecake factory. I'm, I'm working on pennies on a dollar out here. I'm working on pennies on a dollar out here. I work for I food you, out I here. I hear you. I work for food out here. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear you. I just I, think that I she has a lot think, of great ideas, and you know, no, but I'm not, I just like, think, of, yeah, but I just think we should have a, but that's another thing too. Some people are ashamed. Some people are ashamed to say that they're married and they're happy or what they're doing or what they're. I'm not ashamed. I just didn't want nobody to judge it. Now that it's out in the open, I don't give a damn. But I want to show both spectrums. Like it's not a piece of cake. Like they was like, "Oh, Pam, how did you go see him every day?" It would, I, I worked up there. That's number one. And it's just as much as he wanted to see me, I wanted to see him because he was giving me something too. I was escaping too. I was just, we was just in our own world, laughing, joking, smiling, throwing <laughs> popcorn at each other or whatever. And that was just our world. And then after the visit, I had to go back in the real world and leave my bubble, but I was back in the real world. So and I you, know- and, and, and you also struggled with that. Yes, I did. Yes. I think I think every woman struggles when the visit is like when they say you have five or ten minutes left. Yeah, that's tough. And you start getting the I butterflies. Like, oh, he I'm hates that I cry, but it's just because it's like, damn, I'm by myself. But he hates when I say too, because when I got sick this last time, um, Ebony was like calling and telling him, you know, like making sure I was good or whatever. I was in the hospital. He was like, you always say you by yourself. I said, I'm not saying it like that. But I you know still say you. it like that because we can only go off what you say. Yeah, but I don't know. A lot of times, a lot of times women do that, but they like, yo, you know what I mean. But men's language don't. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped saying it because he was like, literally. if I could be there, I would. I said, I know that. But I'm saying I'm used to being by myself when I go to the hospital because my ex never went with me to the hospital. So it's like, 
I'm all, and I said, I'm always by myself. He was like, stop saying that. And I, yeah. and I, and I gotta remember not to say it because it's not like he's purposely doing yeah. it. Yeah, and he don't want to he, he tells to me too. There. He says, you don't think it's killing me on the inside knowing that you're sick and I can't do nothing? Like I'm, 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 I'm going crazy in here. Like I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. He, if he thinks I'm sick, he always stressed. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. You know, I'm okay. But it's just a hard to be in love with somebody that's behind the wall is really hard because Christmases and birthdays and different things like that. What I'm looking forward to is the FRP because when we do get it, it's going to be close to my birthday. So hopefully, I get to see him around my birthday like for 44 hours that'd be great you know yeah. but yeah and, see. Two, and plus two the, the the trailer is a different a different dichotomy um you know you're, you're able to cook um you're able to watch movies together um you know you, you, you have the ability to take a bath you know you you you're able to barbecue if you want to barbecue you're just able to do a lot of things that you've been desensitized to exactly. and what happens is you get to appreciate the small things you know the feet rubs and a lot of things that come with intimacy beyond the sexual level so I feel sometimes the the, the FRP was a was it was a huge connector because what it does it kind of reinvigorates relationships that have kind of like become strained and then you're able to get into a nice routine where you're able to start planning menus and talk about who's going to cook. Now, one question, do they, can they have families come too? Oh, yeah. yes. I've, I've been on a chiller with my moms. I've been on a chiller oh, with my nice. daughter, my aunt, my it's father. It's all your oh, immediate wow, family. Nice. Okay. It can't be your like girlfriends family. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, no, no, not that I know. This is wait, not the whole time. Is it like, is it like a thing where like, um, there's more than one trailer and then you can go outside yeah, the barbecue? Yes, we, we, we oh, come out cool. and talk to each other. There are that's six good. modulators or, or, or probably refurbished trailers, and they all have uh, two bedrooms, depending which ones are used oh, for nice. wheelchair accessibility, which ones are used when you have children to come in and they have folded beds. And how so many times do people do that? How many times a year can people do that if they chose? Well, I think Pammy's going to try to break the record on that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, so I, I just feel where there's Pammy, there's a way. But she's definitely yeah, going right? to try to break the record. Once she makes it with her first one, but I say on average, it depends on the facility. So okay. uh, it depends how many people are participating. Sing Sing is a place where there's a lot of people that participate in the family reunion program. So that's I say good. And Dylan did three. So I think she said every 45 days. I think I got, I think I got 12, 12 and 18 months. That was nice. That's nice. Yeah, because I think that keeps somebody going mentally. The last one I had was... It makes you want to just be able to... Because I told Corbin, you better... If you get into any trouble and mess up my FRP with you, you already know. Because Corbin is high-headed. And he'd be like, I I ain't do nothing. It's not my fault. You know, I'd be like... Because one time, recently, I was afraid of... I know. I heard. You heard something happen? I heard already. I heard about it already. Oh, okay. So I was like going crazy. Like, are you hurt? Are you injured? He was like, Pamela, if I was in the box, I would not be able to email you. What's wrong with yeah. you? But I was, but everybody else was emailing me. Yes. Oh, Spank is in the box. He in his box. Something happened. That, I was like, and he didn't call, but he couldn't call because whatever happened, I was like going crazy. I was like, you know what? 
he is in the box. I'm going to kill him. But then he was like, no, when you come up for the visit, I'll tell you everything. And I was looking at him like, what is wrong? (laughs) (laughs) It's very, it's very nerve wracking to the women. Yes. Because it's, I understand now, I understood then, but I think I understand now that it's just that you want to keep them safe. You want to yes. make sure that everything's good. You want to be able to show them that you're a team player and get team relationship. And what happens is the Department of Corrections kind of fisticuffs you where you're not able to do those types of things or be able to pick up the phone when you want to or be able to have an email when you want to be as efficient as like the telephones out here. So I feel what happens is, is that then you're on nerve until you physically see him and then you were able to calm down a little bit. So, I mean... I think I'll be all right. I think you'll be good. I think you should be all right. Okay, I'm going to say bye because I have a little emergency coming up. Okay. Uh, apparently, my husband had to go to the emergency room, so I'm going to... Oh, my God. Yeah, go, I'll go, call you guys go, later. Go. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Okay, nice go, meeting go. you. Nice meeting Thank you, Charlene. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, yeah, go, 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 go. But her husband is... Um, He has some issues, but I'm, I'm going to check on her later, but... This was an amazing show, Alfredo. Thank you all the time. You always come through for me. I'm so happy that you all part of the world family and you keep me um, educated. Um, you keep us educated. You keep the community, you know, everybody educated about what's going on. You make people see a different side um, of what can happen when you come home and be positive how you take advantage of the programs, how you really stay focused. Because a lot of people always say, well, I don't have an opportunity. You break the mold. Like, I talk about you all the time. And um, now that um, I'm going to mention it now because we're here, but um, uh, we are starting the Brown Boy program, and I wanted you to be a part of that, definitely. Um, Because... um, uh, Espera is the non-for-profit that had hired me and I told them I did have a brown boy character and I said I wanted to implement a, a program you would be the perfect person to head up that program so we're going to get together and talk about that because you are just an inspiration to everyone like it is great like and I say this even when you're not in front of my face I talk about you all the time so <laughs> I just think it's, it's great and I'm so happy and so proud of you with you and your wife. I love you and your wife, you guys. Y'all just make me light up. It gives me hope that I know that one day when my husband come home, we can have that type of relationship too. Your love is real. Y'all are out having a good time. You are making, you are just living life. I love when y'all post your pictures and you go into the restaurants and love and Valentine's Day. I love it. I live vicariously through you guys because I'm like, I know when my husband comes home, we're going to hang out, we're going to go out, it's going to be great. Um, And you're just an inspiration to everybody. And this was an amazing show, as always. And I thank you. And like I said, next month, everybody, we will definitely be live in PA with the engineer and everything. And Sador Radio, welcoming back to Sador Radio. We'll be down there once a month. I'm so excited. Um, Wilfredo, is there any like legislations or anything that we should be up on before we leave that we should tell the people about? Well, I would just say that please in New York to look at what happens on March 1st with Eric Adams letting the, the fire department know that they have to be vaccinated. 
if that goes through and there are certain people that no injunction comes in from the courts, if that goes through, then, it, then this particular flyer that's below us right here that says the NY New York City Correction Officers are going to have to vaccinate, this is what it's going to be because the workforce has to come back together. And, you know, I think the numbers are still like only like maybe 40 or 42% of New Yorkers are vaccinated anyway. So my particular thing is, is, and now the CDC is saying now that you have to be, have the booster in order to be considered fully vaccinated. So my thing is, is now, and they just did it because I just had to do it for my job and I just did it on Friday. So my thing is, is that um, we'll find out now, you know, the rub, where the rub is going to meet the road, um, if it's going to happen. And if it does happen, then what? Like, I, I would love to see Doc's reaction when they make it mandated and then all of a sudden... What are you going to say now? The visit room doesn't go back the way it is. There's no more festivals. There's no more graduations. What are you going to say now? So I feel like platforms like this, like uh, Columbia Center for Justice, uh, the Osborne Association, uh, uh, RAP, you know, these organizations, non-for-profits hold these particular feet to the fire because we need to make sure that the issues that are going on inside every single day that they're addressed and spoken of so that that atrocity of a man crying in front of his mom because he couldn't hug his mom and yes. again. And yes. I, I mean, that's what I've been sharing to everybody. Like, yo, how is it that sport and player get 500,000 views, but then no one would actually bat an eyelash to someone that happens in a, in, a, in a correctional visiting room. So for me, I just, you know, I appreciate you paying me. I'm out here, yo, I'm all go. I play hard and I go hard. So this is what I do. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity for the podcast. I'm looking forward to meeting uh, um, everybody from Sedora Radio in person. I think that's going to yes. be real great to actually meet everybody and just to shake yes. everybody's hand. Um, yes. You know, maybe I'll get some, you know, for Eric and everything. So I feel like, <laughs> you know, that'd be nice to get some of them followers. And um, yes. I appreciate everything he does. I appreciate everything you do with me. Uh, having the confidence in me when I came home when many, many thought I was going to fall on my face. And I just made sure that I wasn't because by hook or crook, I was going to make sure I got it. And I just want to thank you. And I'm glad to be part of the family. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, Mark, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> so this was a great show. Um, again, we're going to be um, next month, um, we will be back home in Sador Radio inside the studio. I'm very excited. Um, we want to thank you again. To, um, don't forget to download the Sador Radio app. This is the station that's more than music. We are here every third Sunday of the month. And the Brown Girl hashtag, we got this, will be coming back once a month as well. It will probably be on the fourth Sunday, and we're excited. On the fourth Saturday, excuse me, we're excited to do that as well. So God bless everyone. Please continue to let your loved ones know how much you love them. And, and, and they need those visits. They need the emails. They need the phone calls. You don't know how much they depend on that. And I love you guys. Thanks, Wilfredo. Thanks, Mark. And you can head out with our music. Okay. You may just read about it, but you gon' think about it, cause we about to speak about it. Why the prisons be so crowded, all filled up with melanin? Kick screamed and we shouted, we deserving better than we've been getting. Now it's time to listen. Throw me them keys, open that cage, everybody ain't in prison. Now this dirty system, city laws, what's up with protocols? Making sure our families stay broken, cause they perish, y'all. So this platform, we 
I'm gonna just end it. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go, man.